Organissima New York. Your exotic skin, hair, and beauty source, and your one-stop shop for all your natural and organic skin and hair care. Featuring authentic organic Moroccan oil and prickly pear seed oil and much more. Bringing you only the best, straight from the source and proudly produced in the USA. So what are you waiting for? Shop today. Arganissima, New York. Your beauty is our duty. Folks, welcome back to the Sales World Channel, iHealth Radio, the NBC Network, the whole the whole shebang here with your host, Hurricane Age. Uh, today, uh, we're talking business, and we're going to deep dive in business strategy and leadership uh, with a, a return guest, you know, a returning guest who has enlightened us before uh, in terms of uh, business strategy, entrepreneurship, and all that. And uh, he's back, uh, and, and today he's with us because... He's he just published two books, you know, since we had him last year, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna really you know dig in <laughs> and 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 try to drill down on those books and and the content, but it's powerful stuff. Uh, you know, he is you know he's got the secret to next level, you know, leadership and entrepreneurship. So we're gonna talk about those secrets here now. Uh, without any further ado, I have with me Alex uh, Brookman. He is an entrepreneur, board director. He's an author, keynote speaker. Um, he's built companies in Europe, Canada, uh, led clients, projects uh, across the world. I mean, he's an expert in strategy development, leadership, devel leadership development, and entrepreneurship. Um, you know, and the list goes on and on and on. <laughs> so, so Alex, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me back, Harry. Again, love to be here again. My pleasure, man. So, so, so exciting news, dude. I mean, you know, some people publish one book in their life. You just put it two in the last year. So that's that's a huge, that's a milestone. I mean, that that's a dream come true for a lot of people. And and yours, this is not your first, uh, you know, publishing, you know, uh, of a book. Uh, and I know we've talked about it before, but but this is like, and I think I actually did put some promotion uh, about the book a couple months back on my Instagram. So if you're watching, just check it out. But, you know, we'll have also the link on this this show. And uh, but it's pretty good stuff. And, and I'm I'm a corporate guy, but also an entrepreneur. I've I am a leader, you know, in my 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 corporate world, but also a leader in my own business. And uh, it is it is a tough place to be when you're a leader, when you are a business owner. Uh, this this so many things. Everybody thinks owning a business easy or leading a business easy, whether you're working for corporate <laughs> or for yourself. Uh, Alex, until let, you do it for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's go there because I mean, that is, that is, listen, it is a dream come true. It is, it is a, a great thing if you can manage it. But I, I just heard the other day, somebody said that statistically eight of, uh, eight of 10 businesses don't make it the first five years. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a tragic you know, uh, statistic. Uh, so so let's go about that because I think I think it's important. To, we want to pump people. Yes, you want to get into the the world of business. There's nothing. I mean, the small business is the backbone of you know the the the, the um, economy of a lot of na you know, nations, right? And uh, you know, there's big business, small business, mid-sized business, whatever it is. But it starts with little and, and goes up. But you can't go up until you start somewhere. And somebody's got to have an idea, whatever. But but let's let's talk about what it takes to actually build a business and to have the mindset to start a business, as opposed to just working in leadership 
let's say, for a corporate that's already existing for a company. Each one of them has its own pros and cons, I would say, but but I'm not the expert. You are. <laughs> so, so, Alex, well, let's I would actually say there. you are the expert because you do both of those things at the same time and you can experience it um, every day, how different these, these things are. If we break it down, um, leading in an organization requires a completely different skill set. And I'm talking about what people often refer to as soft skills. I rather call them people skills. Um, in my opinion, those are the real hard skills because they're so hard to to um, to master. Um, and if you run a small um, side hustle, for example, or if even if it's um, a, a business where you might have a few employees, the skill set that you need in that situation. It slightly overlaps, but it has um, a lot of different elements to it. So, and and you already mentioned mindset. Um, mindset is a, a very defining factor for a lot of entrepreneurs. It's not not about working hard. What I mean with mindset is more about how do you deal with setbacks. For example, the number of times you will hear no greatly exceeds the number of times you will hear yes when you run your own business. How do you deal with that? Not everyone's made out of, um, I would say, out of that clay that can deal with constant rejections. And and you, you got to deal with it. I mean, um, at, at some point in my career, I had a hit rate of 80%. That took me years to get there. That means I had an 80% chance to get the job when I pitched for it. But you know what? That was a, 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 a pretty terrible way um, that I had to walk before I get there. Um, and you learn through failure, you learn through rejection and entrepreneurship is, and the, you mentioned those statistics and they are terrifying. The reason why they are terrifying is because there are way too many people that don't think it through before they actually become entrepreneurs, before they start their own business. They don't ask themselves those tough questions. Can I actually deal with that rejection? Can I deal with setbacks? Um, and other questions like, how much money do I actually have? Is my runway long enough to get the business off the ground? There are so many businesses that never see the light of day. People spend all their money on product development, um, all their money on marketing before they actually have their first client. Like it's it's just mistakes like that that you will not have to make or deal with when you work a leadership job in a bigger business. There's enough, let's say belly fat around you that when you make a mistake you can take that body punch it's not it's not giving you the bruises right away or breaking your rib or even worse so i think these are some of the biggest differences when it comes to uh, comparing leadership in a bigger organization to leadership as an entrepreneur alex thank you i mean you know, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm listening to you. My eyes are getting bigger because <laughs> because I, I I really feel you know every single thing you stated, and I know I've been there in in both sides, right? Yeah. And I can tell you, and just to share, I mean, from a corporate perspective, as you said, it takes a long way to get where you are to become you know uh, recognized in your field of expertise and be able to actually kind of manage things, right? And you're right when you work in the corporate space. Uh, everything is pretty much set. I mean, if you get the right environment, the right leadership that that you have, because everybody reports to somebody. It doesn't matter if you're an executive 
or, 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 or just an entry level, at the end of the day, there's someone that you have to respond to. Uh, you could be the CEO and you have a board, right? So, but the idea is, the, and they're tough, right? Uh, but, but the idea is that you have to have the ability to manage, you know, literally up and down. Because you're going to have some subordinates, you're going to have some people that you're going to, you know, have to respond to. Either way, you know, you have to, to have those skills. And that's a tough place. I mean, you had to deal with your partners in the business, other operations, and you have to be diplomatic. I think that works well sometimes. Sometimes you have to be, you know, blunt and, you know, it is what it is and make some executive decisions and, you know, be able to. I mean, as you get higher in the hierarchies, I mean, you got to be able to throw punches, but be able to also grab some because, <laughs> you know, you dish it out, it's going to get dished back at you. But but the idea is you have to know what you're talking about and, and, and be, but you're right. The risk factor here is less. I mean, your skin in the game is just your input. It's you. Uh, you know, you don't have your your life savings <laughs> attached to that one because, you know, and frankly, even I, when I train people, I always tell them, you know, think. And by the way, I, I do believe in this. No one works for anyone ever, ever, ever. But we just don't know it. You always work for yourself. And the, and the way you think about it, you are that business owner. Even when you work for somebody else, you're ink. You ink is you. And That's what I often say. You are the CEO of your life. And that includes the work that you do. And there is no one else who's going to take the big decisions for you. You got to take them yourself or you just live life by default instead of by design. We didn't rehearse that one, but that's, <laughs> you know, but, but really it's true because what I tell people is that think about the business that you work with, like a corporation, right? It doesn't matter what big, small, mid-size, they're your financial institution that is actually sponsoring you and, and, and that's your paycheck, right? So, so if you look at it that way, you work for yourself, you know, and in exchange of your services and your expertise and, and all the work you put in, you get that funding to run you know, whatever. So you do your own branding. If let's say you're in sales, I mean, definitely you'll do your own branding, your prospecting and all this stuff, but it doesn't matter what department you're in. But the idea is you are kind of, you're, you're putting your brain in action and your physical work in, in a way, but that's about it. On the flip side. Now, when you start your own business, you're it not because you don't have the backing of that cushion banking finances, <laughs> you know, that, that, that the companies will provide for you. They do your marketing, they do your operation, they do your finance, they do your, you know, your claims. If you're in, in the medical field, they do all the other stuff, your IT. Well, guess what, folks, you start your own thing. You're it. You have to think about all that stuff. You're running your own ops. You know, you're running your own marketing, you're on your own sales, you're doing your own forecast, you're doing your own budget, you come up with the concept, you got to put it together, you got to review everything, especially when you're small change. I mean, it. but again, uh, your keyword you said there is, you know, the runway, you know, and, and planning correctly. You know, the runway is going to run out eventually. The question is, are you, you able to figure out a way to get off that you know, runway sooner or later? Or maybe find a way to extend it if you can, but that's a tough one. <laughs> and I think the, the key to that is to understand, um, especially when you're a small business, the huge role that business strategy plays in that. And when I use that term business strategy, what I'm basically saying is, do I have full clarity about the priorities that guide my decision making? If you are not clear about your priorities, you will fall victim to shiny object syndrome all the time, you will take like half-assed decisions that will only cost you money. Instead of saying no, you say, maybe sometimes down the road, you know, 
you are not clear, if you're not clear on what you want, if you are not 100% clear of how your business should look like in 12, 24 months, three years down the road, you will take the wrong decisions that just use up your resources. And as an entrepreneur, as a small business owner, that's mainly your time and it is your money. Now, money is kind of abundant. You will always find money, at least to a certain degree, as long as people believe in your vision. But if time is spent, it's gone. You can never spend a minute twice. Um, so that clarity comes with understanding what business strategy is and how you use that concept in your business. Being a business strategist is an absolutely essential skill for entrepreneurs. It's one of the, it's the first chapter in, in, in my book, Secrets of Next Level Entrepreneurs, which talks about the essential skills and mindsets for successful entrepreneurs. At some point in your career, whether you are climbing the corporate ladder or whether you're an entrepreneur, there will be skills that no one has ever taught you that you will need at that point in time. So, and, and one of them is understanding how to craft a business strategy and what that entails and what elements are in there. Well, so, so, so that's the deep stuff, uh, you know, can you run us through the elements of really an effective strategy for entrepreneurs? I mean, there are, there are multiples, like, you know, so at least some of the basics. I know the book highlights more of them, and we want people to actually kind of get the book and, 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 and go through it. But, but let's highlight some of the key elements. And, and I love what you said is that you can learn a lot of stuff, but when you start your own, you're going to learn new skills and you need to be able to learn new skills and adapt quickly. And, and you're right, even the money, you can find the money, but the time is definitely going to be. And there's a panic button that starts, you know, occurring after a minute. <laughs> <laughs> not seeing your fruits, right? See, at work, you know, you, that's that's why people are comfortable at work, right? At jobs, right? They just go, they know there's a paycheck and they just do what they have to do and they walk out and it's cool. In the business, you got to keep grinding because until that there's a critical point where that business is smooth and, you know, and, and really generate revenue, it's a tough place. And especially if you have staffing and you have overhead, then, you know, now you're like, oh my God, how do I do this? And you pull a hair and, <laughs> and it gets a little, you know, critical. It's tough. To answer your question about what are the, the core elements of a, of a business strategy, um, we have to first understand what that actually is. Strategy is not tactic. So we're not talking about things that you do here. We're talking about the bigger framework under which or within which you operate your business. So that, first of all, that means I, I need to understand and be 100% clear of what I do and for whom. What is the service or the product? that I give to the world and who is it made for terms like niche come, come into, into mind. So whom am I, who am I serving and with what, and with that, in that context comes the question, what is the value that I bring and how do I split that value? So value is way more than, than it's, it's captured within price and within profit, of course, but there is perceived value and there's paid value. So understand the value that you bring to these clients. What is the unique problem that you solve? And no one else solves better than you. And even if, what is your unique angle to that? So these are a few fundamental questions that you need to answer before you even think about how do you market your product? There are so many people out there that waste so much money on marketing without having a clear message and a clear product and a clear niche. 
just stop. The moment you spend a single dollar without being clear on these topics, that's a dollar, dollar down the drain. Um, and there are so many people out there that tell you that if you just follow their system, if you just buy this, I don't know, whatever it is, and everything will be all right. Yeah, well, these people are very good at one thing. They are very good at niching down on who they serve, niching down on what they sell and how they sell it. They've done all that work. That's why you see all these ads. That's why you get invited to all these, um, I don't know, maybe summits at the right point in time for you because they know that you are the right person to talk to and what they have to offer has value. Don't get me wrong, but it only has value if you have done your homework first. So before you ever think of marketing, think about strategy because marketing comes way later. Don't confuse tactics with strategy. When you're clear on all these fundamental things, ask yourself, how do I want that business to look like in two years down the road? Let's not go five years because that's a very long time frame for many businesses. But two years, that's kind of close enough to make it tangible and still far away, let's say far enough away to um, get things done. It's 24 months. You can work, right? Ask yourself very specifically, very specifically, how should my business look like? Whom do I serve? Where do I serve them? Um, what 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 am I? Uh, how does my leadership look like? How does my team look like? All these questions, also the touchy feely things, the emotional parts that are super important. Um, how do my client interactions feel? For example, what do my clients tell about me? Where do I sit in the bigger scheme of things in the marketplace? Like all these questions um, help you understand what you really want to build. Once you're clear on what you want to build, you can ask yourself, how do I actually measure my progress on the way over the next 24 months? And this is where a lot of people just play dead and they just hope for the best. But that's just not how it works. If you don't measure your progress toward your vision, your vision remains a pipe dream. That's just it. Um, but once you measure, once you're clear on what the two handful of strategic performance indicators are that you want to take a look at, strategic indicators, not, not the tactical indicators, not how much product do I sell. That's not, the, that not what I'm talking about. Once you're clear on those two handful of indicators that you want to measure that show you that you're making progress toward your vision, you become crystal clear in your decision making. You, you know exactly, you have clarity on what it is that you want to do in your day-to-day. And this is when strategic planning starts. So the difference between strategy, between business strategy and strategic planning is strategy is about the future. It's about your customers. It's about not knowing. It's about your best guess. And because of that best guess, you, you put priorities in place. And the strategic planning part starts once you've done that homework. And then you can look inside into your business and ask, who does what by when? It's about budget allocation. It's about creating what we need as human beings, the illusion of control over what we do, while, at, while we are basically don't have control over most of the things in our life, especially when we run a business. Because, you know, there are these big things happening like pandemics and recessions, mm -hmm. and you never really know. But in order to be as much prepared for what's coming your way, you have to have clarity on your priorities. Otherwise, 
you are just dead in the water once anything goes slightly off piste. That's that's a lot of lot of stuff that you give us, Alex. There, but but you know it's funny because you kept using the the differentiator between a strategy and tactics, and oftentimes people confuse those two. It oh is, yeah, it is big time. It is a big. As a matter of fact, you talked about objectives and and, and goals. And strategy and tactics, and these are all different, distinct elements. You know, of yep. the you know, actually, I, I use a, a document called like an OEGST, and really, it's objectives, goals, strategy, and tactics. And each one of them, it's like the big, you know, and then it goes into like the frame of the targets, and then you get into like what is the strategy used, and then finally the daily stuff that the activities you're going to do to make it happen. And that's actually just the concept. You know, now it's execution. To your point, uh, did you factor in everything that potentially can go wrong? And and you know. A lot of entrepreneurs, especially, uh, be, they do this. You know, let's let's be blunt about it. Some people, they're tired of working for corporate right? and they start their own. You know, which, which is ideal to a degree, but you know, it's not as simple, right? You, you, again, we talked about the idea that you don't have the support that you have now. You're it. You got to build that support, you know, system. And you said it clearly. If you don't have that big picture of everything. And really factor in all the different dynamics that can really impact your your actual business. And and now you ask all the whys of the world and why 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 and what can happen and why not why can happen. And you, you did you just do this enough? Then you have enough ammunition to to operate right and to to launch. If you rush into it and you just make it and wing it, now let me just figure it out as I go. Now there is a concept of uh, this doesn't mean that you don't study your business. This just means you have to do it you know in a smart way. I mean, because some people will say, well, I'm not ready to start anything until I have it all figured out. I mean, there's the other strategy where you can't possibly figure out everything. As you said, you have to figure out the the core business, right? I mean, am I getting that wrong or right? That is absolutely right. If you wait until you have everything perfect, the world has run two times around the sun and the world looks different than um, what it looked like when you started your thought process. So perfection is, is just the death of every strategy you can always try to build or to to let's say to polish your business strategy here and there but what you're actually doing is you're, you're not making it any better you're actually standing in the way of implementation i would rather take an 80 percent ready strategy and implement it with everything i have and follow through rigorously and i promise you you will achieve bigger results and better results and you will be more successful than trying to polish your strategy to the illusion of perfection. There is no such thing as a perfect strategy. Every time a client asks me that question, I'm like, you might not want to hear this, but there is no perfection in strategy. It just doesn't work because it's only you can only do whatever you can do in a certain point in time. Every minute you wait, every hour you wait, every year you wait to execute just means you're not making progress and you're robbing yourself of the opportunity to learn as you go and fine-tune it along the way i love it and by the way you know it's amazing because if anyone is watching or listening look around you how many large businesses are no longer in business not just the small guys right i mean and these people had the the operational the strategy the time frame they had the money the fund sometimes to your point things change you know, maybe technology is, is changing, you know, cut, you know, capturing, you know, you're not catching up with the times here, right? I mean, the example of Blockbuster, right? Uh, you know, the 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 video place, right? It's uh, or the rental videos. Or more recent examples like Bed Bath & Beyond, um, companies yeah, that, that, there you go. that just complete, uh, the complacency 
kills them. They have been successful for so long that their success has become their worst enemy. Um, and it's it's interesting when you when you realize that what I just described, that's not a problem for small businesses. That's a problem for businesses of all sizes. That's why people like me work with large corporations. I'm not going into businesses and tell them what to do. What I do is I ask them questions that help them figure out what they want. I'm not, I'm not McKinsey. I'm not Boston Consulting. I don't come in with a fleet of consultants in my back and um, 80 years of research data. Well, at some point in time, when I work with organizations, they realize that they need specific knowledge in a specific area. That's when you bring the consultants in. But the whole process is something different. The whole process, going with an organization through a strategy process, is way more than just business strategy. You have a unique opportunity to work on the foundation of the organization and to link anything from the purpose of the business to the desired impact that you want to have with the business, weave that into your business strategy, align your management systems around it, give individual contributors and leaders the skills that they need so that you can then empower them to take the decisions that are in line with your strategy. Like it's it's a holistic concept. And I mean, I there is a name for it. I call it the nine elements of organizational identity. It's the backbone of my new book that comes out in October. And the whole process that I go through with my clients is described in there. You can just take it and do it on your own. And, and here comes the catch, Sherikin. It's not about the size of the organization. Small businesses need to do the exact same work. They are just so much faster and they can skip a few things that they don't necessarily need. But in the end, it's the same process. The question is, go, do you go through it in two months or does it take you nine months or even longer for some organizations? But there is just no way around it. You can't skip it. Uh, it's, it's suicide to not be clear on your business strategy. Well, so so let's let's talk about that. I mean, uh, people start businesses every day, and uh, you know, small ones um, as 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 opening a retail shop, right? And or you know, get into an online business or get into. Listen, I I've had some successes in businesses, and I had some some ones that I had to to table because I couldn't. To your point, I run out of the runway, <laughs> and you know yeah. what? I just couldn't can continue with them. I they're great ideas. Uh, maybe with some more money, I could have, you know, done more, but that's a, that's a lame excuse if you want to call it that way, but I know what I did and what I didn't do right. You know, there's, there's a moment that you see is there certain things you have to do, as you said. So I learned from those. Right. And so I, my, my newer ventures are different right now. The way I, to your point, I'm, I'm applying all some of the, the, the stuff that you're putting. So I have a vision. There's the three-year mark, four-year mark, five, you know, and different goals. And how do I get there and so on and so forth. And I'm just giving my example as, as a small entity, but also working for the corporate, as you said, same thing, similar, I worked with as a consultant as well in different companies. And then the first thing you do, you, you inquire about like, what's, you had to do assessments of like everything. Why is this happening? Why is this not working? Why are you doing here? Why are you not doing here? And then to your point, you got to look at every angle to see like what's, what's what. And then you start, you, to your point, it's not going to come and, and just get it done. You, you got to look at to see, and you have to give, ask the tough questions. And that's when like people are like, oh, wow. Okay. I didn't think we didn't think about that. And again, that's to your point. That's where eventually, you know, as big as a company can be, it can collapse. And it's not the first or we, we hear about them. I mean, there are super brands that actually disappeared over the last couple of decades. Right. Oh, yeah. And so, so, so Many the small, 
many. And and by the way, these guys were had some smart people working for them. They had some real funding and big big money. Still didn't help. It's the concept is to it's a lot of things that you have to think about. You mentioned something about your the market, right? The competition and you know the the customers. What do they think about you? All the stuff. That that's something that you have to value. And you talked about value. That's a that's a big term. I mean, value for whatever you're doing. If it's not there, I mean, you're already down. <laughs> you're not starting. Most the people business. and most businesses don't even understand the the breadth and the depth of the term value. Every purchasing decision that you make every day is driven by your personal values. And if you are not clear as a business about that fact, you will try to sell something to people that have no interest in your product or services whatsoever because there is no values alignment. As long as there is no values alignment, people do not buy from you. So you better under, you better start understanding the topic of values to a degree that is way more than hanging up a poster with your five corporate values on the on in the hallways. Um, that will become a hallway joke anyway after two weeks when everyone is like, "What's actually changing now? We have values." Wow, I still feel like we are cleaning toilets. We are um, a facility management company. That's what we do. Now we have amazing values and no one's doing anything with them. So that's just not how it works. Uh, well, well, Alex, I, I love I love how you're straightforward about it because to your point, that's how you, it has to be that way. People have to see it for what it is. Otherwise, they'll be like blinded by by an expectation that eventually is going to be hopeless and, 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 and <laughs> with no results. And, and therefore, they're going to be like disappointed. Like, what the hell? And to your point, maybe too late at that point, you might have run out of Runaway finances, energy to your point in yeah. time. You're just like, I can't do this anymore. And then here, here's the other thing. You can even continue like you have your blood in it and sweat and whatever, and you're going to keep struggling. But then now if you have a team, your team is no longer valuing you <laughs> as the leader or the business. They're just going to walk away from you and go somewhere yeah. else because they're not seeing anywhere you know, you're going. So these are all the things that are real hardcore elements that people have to be aware of. This topic is is really, and by the way, I think this affects even human lives. I mean, I'm talking just personal lives. We are a business operating every day. Even your family is a business, if you think about it that way. And there's got to have some some elements to your point, whether small business, big business, or even in your element of, of social life, there is some of that too. So, 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 Alex, some of the, I guess, how can businesses avoid some of the the uh, destructions of their, you know, uh, strategy? You know, how can they prevent some of that? I think the biggest issue is that many small business owners, they are so excited about the possibilities that they forget about the threats and they start their business without having a clear understanding of whom they serve, what they sell and, um, where they want this business to be in two to three years. So with all the excitement they start and they think they're going to figure it out on the fly, yes, there are a lot of things that you will have to figure out on the fly, but uh, that is based on a solid foundation, um, having a business strategy. And you, let's be frank, business strategy is not some secret sauce. This is a series of very straightforward questions that are not very easy to answer, but the questions are not difficult. 
Um, and if you allow yourself to spend some time figuring out some of the answers to these questions and writing them down, you by writing down, you will realize the gaps in your thinking. Writing crystallizes your thinking. And if it doesn't make sense what you read, it doesn't make sense in your head. So allow yourself some time to ponder with these questions and, and write, write down your answers. Formulate your business strategy. Formulate your priorities. Be clear on who you serve with what. And once you've done that, you can still cancel. Uh, sorry, not cancel. You can still leave your corporate job, start your work, start your side hustle, start your own business. But you're now doing it based on some thorough thinking that you've put into it. And you don't have to make the expensive mistakes that deplete your resources and shorten your runway. So I think becoming a bit more strategic about what you want to do in the best sense of the world, work in the best sense of the word, is one of the best security nets that you can build before you actually jump. No, I'm listening to you, Alex, and it's funny because you mentioned earlier marketing and or investing in stuff that you might not need, right? Like maybe a, a big overhead, you know, a big office and huge equipment and top-notch everything that you might not even need at this stage. That could be as simple as, as a, you know, a mistake where your funding now is completely like tied up to you know, stuff that is not going to help you at this stage. I mean, there's got this is the part of the strategy. What do I need now? What do I need like later on? And Let so me give so you a very specific example. I love what you just said. Let me give you a very specific <laughs> example. Um, I know a business owner that started a one-man company. And one of the first things that the person bought was a full-blown Salesforce license for that business and spent like four figures a year on that license. Um, why? Why would you want to do that? First of all, when you're a small business, when you start out, there are free CRM systems out there. Start with those. Actually, when you start a business, Excel. use a spreadsheet. <laughs> That's enough. Um, yeah. If you really want to be um, progressive and, and experiment with a few tools, there are free tools out there that you can upgrade at some point in time, and they grow as you grow your business. Why on earth would you spend more than $1,000 on a, on a license for a software as a service that you will never need, that will actually be so complicated that you as a one-man show will never have the time to understand it because your focus is on different things. And that's just one example. It's funny you mentioned Salesforce. I'm very familiar with it. I mean, I've, I've actually used Salesforce for the last you know, 15 years plus. And it, it varies from plan to plan, from business to business, and therefore you have to redesign and you have to understand it. And, and that in itself, it takes months and months to configure and get it done. So just... You can't buy it off the shelf. I mean, they do have some of the basic stuff, but but you're right. I mean, if you're just gonna do it to 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 generate leads, I mean, you could do it through your website, <laughs> and and have those those you know or Google Sheets, and you can get yourself some some contact sheets. There's so many ways to your point, but but again, research. That's the part. You know, many people want to go into a business, but they they don't do enough. I think, uh, uh, I guess, research and and learning about the aspects of whatever game they go in. You know, I mean, as, as simple as, is there a place for me? Is there enough? Is there competition? Is there a need somewhere? Am I going to get, what's my, my penetration will be in the marketplace if I go in? I mean, these are things that you have to literally, I mean, 
I'm in sales, so we look at these things. That's kind of like my 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 core. You know, you always look at everything because your sales is growth, right? And so business and sales are equal almost in the same aspect, other than the operation piece. But the fact of the matter, you got to look at these things, otherwise you're not going to do much, right? Uh, you got to look at the operation. What can I do simply versus what I need, you know, later? I mean, to your point, there's no rush. You can upgrade to any software you want. There's plenty of them out there and they'll sell it to you in a heartbeat. <laughs> so, so it's just a matter of, finding and and you said you talked about the value about yourself about you know uh, the concept that these things are like literally part of it i mean you do you know that that you're wasting stuff that you're gonna probably because here's the other thing i think that happens when you start seeing that you're spending and you're not seeing a return on investment not a right quick that actually inhibits your ability somehow and 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 it really it will play a psyche play on you, and therefore now you're not happy about what you're doing. Your decisions are going to be hasty, and you start making the wrong decisions. See, that's like when you're in a panic mode, you never make a decision in a panic mode. You're mad, and that gets you mad sometimes. So as as an entrepreneur, you know to avoid these things, you can do your pre work and 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 understand that these are the things I would not do. Period. And out. Uh, again, I'm I'm just sharing some of my own personal experience. And by the way, I made some of these mistakes myself. So, you know, I mean, I'm guilty as charged, but but I've learned, you know, some of them, you know, through the hard way. Some of them I had to, on the second comeback, I had to do better, you know, and so on and so forth. But that's the thing. I mean, I started my first business literally in 1993, you know, and it was a small thing and I tried to dabble with it and I failed it. And so, but it was something I wanted to do. And by the way, again, in this part of the discussion, you know, folks watching and listening, the idea of being an entrepreneur is great. Go for it. Make it happen. But but do it with the smartness. Do it with the right, you know, play. Do it with the right format. So you don't have to make the mistakes that, you know, oftentimes are made, I guess, just bluntly. And and really, they were unnecessary. I mean, I, I'm, you know, I think, I think I'm, I'm just simplifying it, Alex. I don't know. <laughs> Not really. Um, there is enough knowledge out there in the meantime. There's enough research around entrepreneurship. There's enough out there that people can tap into. The problem always starts when people think they know it all. And when they are so excited about their idea or so just in love with their idea that they don't look left and right, that they shut out the critics that they don't want to hear the the questions that would make them reconsider certain aspects of what they want to do some people just need to make their mistakes on their own to learn something from them and to a certain degree we, we've all been there i've made mistakes oh my gosh did i make mistakes i burned so much money um i wish i could have it back would would make <laughs> would, would make a nice little ride um, it's just, you know, when we grow older, we see the mistakes that we made and we wish that others wouldn't make those same mistakes. Oh, love it. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes we have to fall flat on our nose. As they say, smooth, a smooth sea never made a skilled sailor. So that's just how it is. I love it. But you're right, though. I mean, you, you listen. Uh, sometimes you ask the question, is there anything you regret in life? I don't regret anything in life, but could I have done things differently 
I think yes. I mean, there are a few things, as you said. There's there's many things we throw money left and right. Sometimes we think that's the right investment. It's like, ah, oh, why did I do this? But you don't know that at the time. You know, you it sounds so good and 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 it sounds so like real <laughs> at the time, and it feels so great. Like you know, I got this, and then you know, believe me, I I, I want to give you a good example. This is this happened to us a few years back. We invested in a a, a franchise, a burger franchise, and it, and you know. It was like the happening thing, and so we put in the deposit, uh, and we got pitched on it like it was like hardcore. I mean, this this is like this is it. This will be a cool thing. Now, I mean, it's gonna be funny because I talk health, fitness, and everything, and, and we did the burger franchise. But but there was an opportunity for money, and and so we decided at the time that it's a good place to be, and you know, um, it was completely. I, maybe that's what it is. It was against our belief in the first place. So you realized it, it yourself, right? That <laughs> yeah. this was a complete misalignment of your values. You it, you were destined to fail. Exactly. It was it was not us, but but that's not even where we failed. So so we didn't do enough research on this particular you know business, uh, and um, we little we knew that uh, little we knew that in in a few months we don't hear from this this franchise, and we're like, what the hell's going on? Eventually, we find out that uh, the president actually ran out of the country, took money from many, plenty of investors, and just disappeared. Now, my mistake is that someone did tell me, do not invest in this place, and I declined that 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 suggestion. <laughs> I actually, with, with hard, hard feelings, I was completely adamant, like, you just don't want me to do this. You know, I'm just doing it because I need to do this, and that's all there is. So this is a personal experience of mine that today, you know, if I had to run back, you know, six, six, seven years back, you know, I would have definitely not taken that opportunity. But, you know, it was at the time, that's all I could see. You know, and I think that's a big thing that like, for everyone, just just take a deep breath. You know, listen, if someone is giving you a buzz, take a minute to just swallow that and chew on it, chew on it, sleep on it, whatever you want to do, just to figure out. But don't rush into it blindfolded because there is you a You said good something chance. very, very important, Hurricane. You said you saw an opportunity to make some money. And that is exactly the problem. Um, there, there are so many people that start their own businesses that jump from one industry into a completely different industry. They don't know nothing about it. They think they make a quick buck. And what they actually do is once they're in the business, they realize, oh, wait a second, it's a bit more complex than I thought. And they're actually burning money. They're wasting money. They're losing money in the worst case. And then people be like, and then I pivoted to something, which is a different way of saying I messed up and I had to leave and do something entirely different. So if money is your motivator, you will not succeed on in the long run. I, I strongly believe in that. I've worked with large organizations, those who were money-driven and, and, and profit-driven are the ones that burn people through. They are not sustainable. And those smaller businesses that people found just to make a quick buck, yeah, they are never long enough in the industry to actually stack, the, stack up their wins and benefit from what they've learned over time. The people that start out because they want to give something to the world that is unique, some really good service, some product that actually has value in itself, those are the ones that stay in an industry. Those are the ones that are successful over time. I was at um, a conference just a few weeks back that absolutely blew me away. A very specific a conference for a very specific industry where people 
they go into this industry because it's their heart and soul. It's a very human-focused industry that provides experiences that you will never forget. It's the travel industry. And those people, they do it because they love it. They believe in it. And when, he, when I walked, it was in Frankfurt in Germany, a huge uh, fairground, massive um, conference area. So I, I walked through these, this huge hall where the conference was on, on day one, and people from all over the world, there were people from, I think, 150 different countries. They saw each other. They hugged each other. They met each other for the, I don't know how many time, but they've been on this journey together for so long. There is way more than just money and profit on the table. It's about creating unique experiences for human beings. And, and if that's your driver, you will succeed. And, and that's what you should ask yourself. What is the unique value that you give to this world? And can I build a business around it? Then you, you are basically damned to make money, but don't start with the money in mind. You know, it's, I, I love what you said because between that first experience of mine and what I'm currently doing is night and day. And, and I believe in what I'm doing right now. And I actually, my, my mission, my vision is really clear. Uh, and I, it's, it's, it's a long run. It doesn't matter how long and I'm not in it for the money. I'm in it for the value and what it is. And so I need it's fulfilling. It's a whole different way of thinking about the business. And you're right. Like we were rushing because, you know, so what happened is a company closed, a corporate company closed. And so I, I needed to get, you know, some, you know, opportunities. I said, okay, this is the perfect time to do this. We had some money, you know, available. So let's just put it in, you know, let's, let's, you know, and then, and it, we got sold the package that this is going to turn, you know, money in, in, in a couple of months, we'll be like, you know, uh, swimming in dough here, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and it turned out to be the worst nightmare we've had, you know, over the years. And, and, and again, guys, you said a uh, beautifully said it is that when you reach a certain point of alive, you don't want people to make mistakes you make. And frankly, you know, I, I, I struggle sometimes even with my kids, like guys, I, I can tell you all the short guys that you shouldn't, you know, to avoid right now, <laughs> don't even have to go there. You know, I'm, I'm just going to tell you that door is, Oh, we got to figure ourselves. Trust me. It, there's nothing. You open the door. It's a cliff. <laughs> so, so, so up to you, but I can tell you, I can help you save some time and money and effort and energy by listening to some of my mistakes and and plenty of out there. I mean, you said it, there's plenty of resources, like what not to do. That's easy. And if you know what not to do, everything else is good. <laughs> so, but that's, but that's, that's a beautiful thing because, you know, while we are thriving to the next level, I mean, it's, it's just not fun intended, <laughs> you know, you know, it, it, it like literally just came up, but, but it's, it's a great thing. But the idea is that we want to do more and you want to always, elevate yourself and you know to to the next level and that's beautiful but you said it it's the foundation what am i doing this for is this something that i feel good about it this is something that i would you know it's worth my time my life my investment and everything else and is it gonna see the light you know at the end you know people are gonna enjoy this this thing that i'm doing i'm creating here and if it is to your point the end is is is, is definitely uh gonna be possible and it's going to be cool and you're going to have the money will come that's the thing and 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 you got to be that's the other thing i mean you have to have a plan you have to to, to look at your accountant and do all the stuff it's not just like you got to find a formula to monetize it correctly and make sure that it's got the value attached to you know, the actual paid value as you said you know but but at the end of the day it's is the concept behind it you know it's either you're in it and you believe in it 
and you're going to do it or you need it for the wrong reasons and then it's not going to work for you and then you're going to regret it folks don't don't make my mistake <laughs> I, I could tell you that much for make your own <laughs> <laughs> no, no don't make your own <laughs> you know i mean listen learning from mistakes is a, is is a one way to learn but it's a pricey mistake you know because time to your point doesn't come back you know we've spent a lot of time on things and we don't want to lose that time you know any further because because you're running out of time in life right so the more the sooner you can get it done right the better if you can get it a first shot that's awesome <laughs> but if not just learn hopefully the second shot will be the better one so 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 alex your book that's the first one that's behind you that's the the um, uh secrets uh secrets of next level entrepreneurship i'm like i'm looking at it but it's reversed in front of me so <laughs> it's mirrored backwards here <laughs> so i can't read it you know uh, clearly but um uh so that's one and then you have another one coming up you said in october Correct. what was the what um, was the name of that one that's the strategy legacy it's a book that introduces the nine elements of organizational identity as a framework at the intersection of strategy and leadership and it comes with a process including exercises and everything you can literally read this book and and just do it you don't need me for it you don't need anyone else for it it's a book that was written for practitioners um so if you if you're building your business if you're a corporate leader take the book read it and and implement what works for your business as i said earlier it's not the entire the entire process is described in the book but depending on the size of your organization it's probably not the entire process that you really need you need several elements take them and implement them they will make your business more future proof more um a, a better place to work at um a more conscious um a more, a more conscious place as a physical or a virtual place and it is it, it will be a testament to your leadership that's why it's called the strategy legacy because it helps you take your purpose weave it into a business strategy create real impact with it and over time that just forms and builds into your legacy i i love that word legacy and if you are planning a business this is my my thing now whatever i'm doing now it has a legacy formula built in meaning something that that will be beyond not me in this life you know and so that's what makes it sweet about you know when you do it that way you have something that will continue forever and hopefully no one destroys it but beyond you but, but at least you will leave you know something that has something in this world that will resonate with people that will help people now this is going to be published by business express press and and you've gotten some some real recognitions so so can you talk about those oh yeah um i'd love to um my friend marshall goldsmith is um actually on the cover um intro uh, introducing and endorsing the book um which was a very um a humbling moment for me personally because one of the books that had the biggest impact on me personally was um what got you here won't get you there um, the book came out in 2009 written by marshall and um, i mean he has built talking about legacy he has built something extraordinary through um his life and um there are also a few more um high level endorsements on the back of the book um, from people I admire for the work um, they contributed to this world. And I'm, I'm really happy that the book found um, more than 50 people already that um, like practitioners, business people all over the world that read the book in an early stage 
provided feedback um, and uh, some of them came back to me and were like, hey, this is gold. I can use this right away. I don't even have to wait um, until the book comes out. So that's uh, for an author. That's just kind of the biggest compliment that you can get. It is. It is. It sounds like it's a roadmap to to really leave in a legacy and building the right business from from the get go. And to, to your point, I mean, it maybe not one hundred percent, but it's going to get you all the framework, all the foundations. You can put your decor as as you want. I mean, think about it that right. But but the basics of how you can get to the next level is there. Uh, so so that's the new book, and I mean that's the newer one coming up in in the uh, the fall. But but the one that that's behind you that's already out and and running, and I think it's been a few months since it's uh, it's been released, right? It's um, end of March. It came out, yeah, yeah. So at so, least in North America, in Europe, um, actually, it came out only last week. Oh wow! Okay, well, listen, it's all over now. It's that's it. Well, it's also online, right? So so people can can get in. Yeah, you you can read it as a hardcover. You can read it as an ebook. You can listen to it. It's out as an audiobook as well. So enjoy it right now now you also do uh, you said it you I mean you work with companies or corporations so people can actually reach out to you and talk about you know leadership and entrepreneurship business strategy uh and and all the things that you need i mean to your point um you're available to to assist these companies and by the way i don't think it has to do with a particular um industry because your stuff is is core business it's not related to industry that I mean, is correct. Yeah, and that that's the bigger part about it because you know you don't. Sometimes you need to have a certain expertise in a certain particular industry to to really make a, a dent. In your case, you're talking about the core foundations. Again, we're talking about the basics, fundamentals of business, which which is anybody, small, medium, large, can use and probably should use. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's so the reason why I have deep conversations with people from different industries. I work with the tourism industry, I work with uh, the financial services industry, I work with software companies and with the automotive with automotive uh businesses and and pharma and, and the list goes on and on. It's it's not the subject matter expertise that you bring as a facilitator in a specific industry. It's the process that you bring and the questions that you ask that help people explore. So Alex, why is it that some business strategies, you know, fail to deliver results? Yet they, yeah, someone can argue with you. I, we had the best strategy. We did this. I think, I think our strategy <laughs> is the, you know, it's the best thing that you can slice bread, right? But, but then, then it fails. The results are not there. In your, at least your experience, what are some of the contributors to that? It's not necessarily only my experience. I mean, there's enough research around it. And um, we know that um, about two thirds of strategy and change projects fail to deliver the desired results. And the reason when you look into it, and, and that's why I'm so passionate about this intersection, it's, it's not the strategy that was at fault. It's the intersection where strategy and leadership meet. When you, you can craft a wonderful business strategy if you fail to implement it, and that means a failure of leadership, then your best strategy won't give you the results that you want. It's about helping your leadership population, especially in a large organization, help them understand how their role connects to the big picture and give them enough tools, knowledge, and skills so that they can lead their own teams through the required change. 
every business strategy comes with a ton of change. Otherwise, it's not worth the paper it's written on because then it's not a strategy, then it's a business continuity plan, which is something entirely different. So if you come across if, if you come up with a new strategy and you fail at the same time to upskill your leadership population, then you can just take that strategy and throw it out of the window. It will have the exact same effect. Strategy and leadership go hand in hand. And if you if you stand at that intersection, you you need to understand the connection to really reap the fruits of your strategy. You know, Alex, you you just you give me an itch, man. Literally, because you talked about you know a great strategy, but leadership, and and it it I think it boils down to leadership. You can have the best three point. I mean, it could be exactly working for multiple companies. You give it to someone or a group of leaders, and who might not be really leaders, they just happen to be in the post of a leadership, and and that's. I think that's the 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 problem that we we can see out there, and I've experienced Often, it. I've yeah. seen it, and uh, you know you don't see eye to eye. You know with with this the strategy and the vision. It's like we want to do this, and you give them what will necessary steps to do this, but they don't do it because they not they have their own view of how it should be, and yeah. so so it's like you tell them this is one two three four five steps. They said, no, we're just going to do one and three, and that's it. You cut corners, it's not happening. It's like building, you know, a big high-rise and you, you know, left a couple of footings out. You know, that thing is going to crumble eventually. And I think that's the problem because some of these folks also are in a role that they may not be capable of. You know, unfortunately, I've seen a lot of those and they exist. And, you know, with all due respect, you know, sometimes people are being in posts that they or positions that, Maybe they're not really the better the better fit for them. Now, someone can say the same thing about me, and that's okay. We can challenge that discussion anytime. Come on to my show. We can have that discussion. But I can tell you, folks, the idea is simply, you know, if you are a true leader, you know, you're talking about implementation. You know, and, and it's it's the funny thing is that as a consultant, this happens to anyone that is consulting out there. You get hired. You give them the full plan, the full whatever they ask for, but then they don't implement it. Many times it's not. I mean, there's money spent on it, but there is no implementation. I've I loved actually when companies they bring you as a consultant, but then they allow you to be part of the implementation process and and observe and and really really build in that first you know foundation of implementation and so until it's literally running on its own. That's actually a different way of doing it, and I've seen more results that way than the other way. But you're right. If you have people that don't see it, they cannot implement it and they like the real, you know, vision or they're not aligned to your point with the plan, it's over. So so I mean, yeah, I mean I had to get it out of my chest. <laughs> that, that was right there. I mean, you just hit on that button. I couldn't help it. <laughs> um so so Alex, um let's talk quickly about some of the elements now for someone who's completely just brand new and they just wanna launch tomorrow. You know, or maybe in the next couple of weeks, will be just some of the basic, you know, advice just to to get the book. <laughs> That'll be the first one, but but like some of the basic elements, like you know, to just like really put it on the paper, uh, so at least they have an alignment. Be clear about what you do and for whom. That's what I call that. That's your business definition, right? What do you do and for whom? Be clear on 
what you want to build in terms of how should your business look like? It, uh, will you run it as a one-man show or are you, are you looking for talent? This is just one of the biggest distinctions that you need to make in the very beginning because um, it defines where, you, where your budgets go. Will you be able to grow the way you set it up or is there an inherent growth barrier in your systems, in your setup already? And I think the biggest and the most important question in the end is, do I really want to be an entrepreneur? Do I, do I have what it takes? Do I have the runway that I need to make it off the ground? And am I made out of a cloth that can take a hundred no's before I get the first yes? So that frustration barrier needs to be extremely high. <laughs> you know, Alex, we started almost with that same element and we're almost closing with that one. But that is the biggest part is, do I have what it takes, the stamina, and will I be able to, to really maintain? Because, I mean, that's the biggest question. Because if you think that you're going to do this overnight and it's just going to be over, it's a long run. It's a marathon. I think that's, that's the biggest thing. And I love that question. Am I really built to be an entrepreneur? Not everybody is, although we are entrepreneurs in our lives in a way. But, but am I really someone that can be autonomous as an entrepreneur or someone that should be just within a frame of work such as a corporation and be able to run maybe a division or something? Uh, and that's, that's a huge, you know, I think, uh, question to be asked and really the differentiator whether this is going to make it or not. So, um, oh, dude, I, you know, I, this, I don't know how we did for the hour, but it's, it's, I have no idea how it went, but <laughs> time flies. Time flies. I know. Time, I mean, it doesn't come back, but at least with this, we left the legacy, man. This is it. You know, <laughs> I mean, I have to say, you know, listening to this, this, this show with you and, and your advice and your, it's, one hour, we've covered so much stuff that if anyone just listens to it and takes it for what it's worth, maybe a couple, you know, you know, I guess couple it with the book, which I'm sure it's it's affordable and and accessible. You know, this could be the differentiator in in the way they they can see results and maybe they come back and say, hey, Alex, you did this. I I'm doing great because I followed your stuff by the book. You know, <laughs> literally. <laughs> so so, Alex. It's been so much fun, uh, a true pleasure having you back. Uh, maybe we'll have you back again, you know, next year. Maybe God knows, book. the next book is around the corner. <laughs> there, there you go. And we can talk more and we can talk strategy. We can talk more stuff, you know, maybe like the, the true leadership and what makes it really there and so on and so forth. There's more things that we can help people and guide them. Now, again, when I talk, many people don't know my background. They might just think I'm just a talk show host here and I just mumble and I do that too. But <laughs> I do have, I do have some back, you know, back, back business that I've, I've, I've acquired over 30 years. Uh, and I just said some of my own, you know, some of it is probably valid. Uh, you know, if maybe some of it is not to some, it's okay. Um, I don't, I'm not, you know, uh, sweating that. And, that, but, I, but my thing is not about me. It's about my guests. And Alex is definitely, uh, you know, an expert in what he is talking about. Uh, he is well established and has plenty of results that have been, you know, uh, essentially clear and, and established out there in the world. I mean, not just in Canada or the U.S., it's all over the world. Uh, you know, you mentioned, how, you know, uh, was it, you said Frankfurt, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so. Uh, you know, it's it's literally in Europe and all over the world. And, uh, you know, I am so proud of what you're doing, dude. And, you know, just keep up the great work, man. Helping people. Thank you so much, Ergen. You know, I appreciate being back at the show again. <laughs>
All right, man. Thank you so much. So, folks, hope you had fun with us and uh, you picked up some good things here. And just hey, listen, share the wealth, right? Uh, and also, you will have the link of where you can get the book and or the books rather. So, just check them out. You'll have the website. You click on on Alex's picture on my website. It goes right to his stuff. So, you know, do that. Uh, that being said, American Age. Uh, thanks for watching, for listening, in, and we'll be talking soon. New day, new show, new guest. Now. Thank <laughs> you.